This is an SBS radio podcast. Settlement Guide. Information, issues and stories about living in Australia. Nearly all newly arrived migrants settled in Melbourne and Sydney last year, while regional Australia is struggling to survive with a shrinking population. The Australian government is offering migrants new permanent residency pathways, provided that they stay in regional areas for four years. Farvardin Daliri is no stranger to migration. The discrimination Daliri suffered growing up as part of the Baha'i religious minority in Iran led to his resettlement in India. When his Iranian passport became invalid due to a change of government in his home country, he moved to Melbourne. I came for Australian experience and the Australian experience was not possible in Melbourne because very quickly we were attracted to our own like-minded, same religion, same language group. And that was the extent of the experience in Australia, which was contained within a same cultural identity group. And I lived there for a few years uh, in Melbourne and I felt that I want just something more, more different, more exciting, more real to the land. Then I moved out. It's been almost 30 years since Daliri resettled in Townsville, where he runs the Townsville Intercultural Centre and organises the town's annual cultural festival. Those days, people would say Townsville was the centre of Australian racism, but that didn't bother me because I come from the experience of far harsher and legitimised racism back in the place where I come. So for me, it was an adventure. People are basically some of the best that you can get in the world. You know, you can be friends with them, they will accept you eventually, you will get along, you are not excluded in a legitimate way. Regional Australia accounts for 40% of the country's economic output, employing one in three workers. It refers to all the towns, small cities and areas outside of Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, Adelaide and Canberra. However, many regional areas struggle to survive with a shrinking population. Western Australian farmer Stuart McAlpine saw the shire of Dalwalinu, a sheep and farming region, dwindle before his eyes with an ageing community. He came up with the idea to initiate a regional repopulation project in 2010 and received strong support from the local council. The population has been in decline and the numbers in the school were declining to a point where it was probably evident that the numbers weren't going to sustain keeping that school open. So initially it was instigated to try and bring people back into our little community and bolster the population to keep the primary school going. It wasn't easy to attract migrants to move 263 kilometres north of Perth. McAlpine's race against time wasn't fast enough to save the local school which meant that for me to attract workers onto the farm or uh, future generations, then, you know, this is a 70-kilometre direct route to the nearest primary school. In fact, they closed another school down at the same time, so there's a distance of 105 kilometres between primary schools, uh, between Perindra and Delonghi, which is obviously not conducive to attracting young people back into the ag industry. The Regional Repopulation Advisory Committee, which McAlpine chaired, took several years to substantially boost the Dawalinu population. They've had to overcome language barriers by running English classes as well as solve housing problems. The results were heartening. We sort of started having families coming out and uh, integrating into the school and it 
just basically snowballed. So you know, we've seen increases of up to 15%. Uh, even though we lost the little school, that was only 12 students at the time. We've seen the population in the Delonghi school basically double from sort of 120-odd to sort of 220-odd. And now we're starting to see them integrate into um, the community and the sporting and sort of some of the service stuff as well. I think we've very close if haven't just surpassed nearly 100 of these people becoming Australian citizens now as well. Microfinance expert Mahir Momand sees a logical solution in pairing up regional areas with new settlers from overcrowded cities. He runs Regional Opportunities Australia, a not-for-profit organisation that facilitates the job placement and resettlement of migrants into regional areas. Uh, when they arrive in Australia, about 80% of them settle in big cities. Uh, on average, I would say the clients that we are currently working with would have been living in big cities for three to five years. And still, they haven't found employment in their own field or haven't found employment at all. These are the people who are very keen to go to regional Australia to move there permanently and, and make it their own home. With less competition outside of metropolitan areas, Numbers from the 2011 census suggests that the further people move away from big cities, the higher the chances they'll be working. For example, 61.3% of migrants in the cities were working that year, compared to a 78% labour force participation rate of overseas-born residents in remote areas. Nigerian-born Surai Adebayo Opatokun struggled for years to find a stable job to feed his family of five, despite having completed a scholarship in environmental science with Macquarie University. Opatokun soon found a job as a meat inspector in his first attempt in regional Australia. The ease of the process is a stark contrast to the fierce competition he faced in Sydney. Very, very hard. It's been a very nasty experience. As a graduate, and for more than three years, I've been looking for a stable work. And that's not been realistic. I've not gotten anyone until this one. Most of ROA's clients are migrants and recent graduates. Some are overseas trained medical doctors with Australian citizenship who are unable to find matching jobs in the cities. Momand says relocating people to regional Australia involves hosting communities meeting multiple criteria, such as having low unemployment rates for better mutual outcomes. We look into the health system, we look into schools, availability of jobs and small businesses, how ready the community is to welcome these newcomers, because it's very important that when people move to new areas, that locals actually embrace them and work with them. Uh, so there is a very diverse range of things that we consider before we identify an area as what we call right and ripe regional area to which we place people. The Australian National University's School of Demography found that over 60% of newly settled migrants in some regional areas moved to larger cities within five years based on 35 years of data. It's a trend that can be reversed, says Farvadin Daliri. He brings Townsville-born participants and recent international arrivals together in the youth leadership programs he runs. Daleri believes successful integration is about bypassing stigma and prejudice from negative media coverage by cultivating understanding and embracing differences. Trust. Trust the system. Trust the community. And accept Australians for who they are and connect with them. Because unless we take a helpful and friendly hand. Unless we step out, we cannot expect people who are being terrified by the media come out and hug everybody.
Watch the landmark SBS reality series Struggle Street to learn about the challenges of some of regional Australia's most disadvantaged communities. Season 3 of Struggle Street premieres Wednesday 9th of October at 8.30pm on SBS, then continues weekly on Wednesdays. Episodes will stream at SBS On Demand after broadcast. The feature on Living in Regional Australia was prepared by Amy Chin Yu Wong and for SBS I'm Margarita Vasileva. This was an SBS radio podcast. For more Settlement Guide stories, visit sbs.com.au slash radio.